Hey, welcome to Two Cents, episode 74, folks. It's December 4th, 2016. I got a couple friends with birthdays out there. I hit them up on Facebook. Didn't hit me back. That's kind of like my life. But this is the Live on Doctor Dollar Reviews news show where we talk about all things, sometimes comic books, always movies, tech. I'm obsessed with Hollywood. This is the showbiz show. Uh, I'm Brian Gillis. You can follow me on Twitter at that. It's B-R-Y-O-N-G-I-L-L-I-S. And now you can spend, spell the email, brian at dollarreviews.net. Send me your thoughts. You got a news tip? You got something important? Let us know. Let me know. You just want to say, hey, feel better. Anything. I'd love <laughs> to read it. We could read it on air. I'm here with Stephen Mominex. And you can find me at S underscore MTX. And, uh, yeah, how are you all doing? Uh, well, they can't answer that. They, they can't really answer speak that. to us. Tweet it Not back really. at me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we start this show, I want to talk about what we left off last week. In a quick moment, I forgot two of the most important things. Kanye West was in the hospital for uh, psychosis. He's happily out now. There's like a leaked tape of the doctor's call that I want to listen to, except I don't want to listen to because anytime a leaked thing like that comes out, it's pretty fucked up. Because in this situation, that means like the doctor must have recorded it and then gave it to someone and made money, and now people are listening to it. Yeah, but um, more so confidential at all. Yeah, Fidel Castro died, which is actually a pretty big deal because that you know after Obama opening the borders not too long ago, Mm -hmm. now it's gonna have maybe democracy. Maybe Castro's son goes in the power. I don't know, but pretty big deal. Probably the most important death of the year. I I really still cannot. I guess we're all waiting, really, as far as just what's going to happen to Cuba. Um, I thought you were going to say we're going to wait twenty six more days to see what else, who, how many other people can die. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, we can do that too. I don't know. I, Jeez. Um, I, I I really don't want to. I'm afraid I might know one of them, so I don't want to think that way. Um, anywho, yeah. Sorry. Keep. Let's keep moving. Uh, so before we talk about news, I went somewhere this week. Yesterday on Saturday, December 3rd, I was at the PlayStation Experience 2016. It was pretty awesome. I don't think you know what this is, Steve. Basically, it's E3, but just Sony. Mm -hmm. It was in Anaheim this year. The year before, it was in Vegas. The year before that, it was in San Francisco. You got a press pass to go? No, I I went as a fan. I didn't even try to get a press pass. I just wanted to go, so I didn't care. I went with Luis, who's been on the show a couple of times, and a friend, Mm -hmm. Tobechi, who does uh, some YouTube content. He's in film school right now. Pretty cool. I went to high school with both of them, but one of them was like happenstance, and I went to middle school with him. He's a neighbor, actually. Um, so it was cool. It's uh, I, I went primarily to go to the showcase, like the big press event in the morning. We weren't there early enough, so we had to watch it outside in the cold, which became the hot. Like I got a sunburn minorly on my forehead. <laughs> um, really cool. So I, I I was in the area when they announced like The Last of Us Two and the DLC for Uncharted and Local Roco and Patapone coming to PS4. Like lots of cool stuff. Perhaps the rapper. Um, not anything amazing. No new systems. No like uh, amazing games I know I knew about. It was mostly The Last of Us Part Two. And the new Uncharted thing. But that was cool enough. I'm getting the Uncharted thing for free because I have the Season Pass. or actually called the Triple Pack. Uh, so anyone that has the Expedition Pack gets that for free. Um, some cool stuff that I did on the show, though. Everyone got a swag bag. It's like a PlayStation Store tote. It, it's awesome. I would have paid good money for that. You got, like, water bottles, sunglasses, uh, cool lanyard. Um, but nothing really amazing. I'm wearing one of them right now. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I got a Pied Piper t-shirt from uh, HBO Silicon Valley. So that was cool. There was like a PlayStation View store, or not store, but um, little like exhibition on the floor, which we've talked about a lot in terms of uh, over the air tech. It's a 
internet-only TV provider. So they had demos for that and their other cloud stuff. But it was really cool. Everything on the show was Sony. So all the TVs were Sony. There was all PlayStations. All, not all first-party, but lots of content. Like Activision was there, Call of Duty, Capcom Cup. It was like the finalists for the Street Fighter. Um, long, long day. I, we left at like 7.30, got there at like 8 a.m., and then we left around 8. There was like two extra hours that we weren't even there. Um, probably the coolest booth that I was in was the Uncharted one, just because the way it looked. It was like kind of like you're in Disneyland, like wood floors, and there was a bridge, and just a really cool queue line. And then also for that um, for that demo experience, the guy that was kind of uh, chaperoning us had a ton of energy. It was really fun. Even though I already owned the game, I was like, yeah, this is actually a really good time. Like, it gave me a good idea of what E3 is like. Because um, this event is totally for fans. Like, the press are invited. There <laughs> mm-hmm. are, like I said, there's a press conference that begins the show. But it's for fans. It's called the PlayStation Experience. Um, so I, I got to do, like, Loco Roco. I got, like, a, a selfie with the, the the cast of Little Big Planet. Um, did a lot. Walked around a lot. I think my total was, like, something like 16,000 steps on my pedometer, I want to so say. not kidding. You are tired. No, yeah, I was very tired yesterday like i got home like i just kind of took my swag bag like emptied it put things around my room um and kind of just like thought about the day like wrote about it in my diary um tweeted about it a little bit like probably the coolest thing all day was uh for lunch i was so hungry from walking around i got like a <laughs> cheeseburger that wasn't enough from the food truck i went and got like a falafel pita and french fries and then i was still hungry like i wanted candy or something i just kind of lived with it but that was during the last of us part two panel so i gotta like watch that in the area with the food trucks it was it was really fun um in terms of the show i did actually get to ask questions about something that i was already going to report on so kind of big this week annapurna pictures they're getting into the video game publishing department with uh, an interactive arm so it's annapurna interactive I saw some people there from Annapurna, and I asked them about it. Or actually, to be more uh, direct, I talked to people at Giant Sparrow about Annapurna and what that relationship was like. They only said great things. They said they they totally are supporting them. But this is a big deal. The game on hand, the one that uh, I was at the the booth for, is What Remains of Edith Finch. It's a PS4 exclusive. It's coming out soon. Uh, It looked really cool. I can post some pictures on uh, the Dollar Views Twitter, maybe. Um, But yeah, I was... I was very happy. Like I felt like, oh, I'm actually doing real reporting now. Kind of. Well, you weren't here for that one, but kind of the same way for Long Beach Comic Con. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. look, look, I did something. I did a thing. <laughs> it's like if I maybe if I went to press pass, I would have took a mic or a camera and like. Well, do you, you know, know anything about what it is, or if it's linked to anything else from Annapurna Pictures? If no, it's that, that's not this. This is no? a video game that was already coming out, and Annapurna jumped in to distribute Help it, it finish, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're providing a little bit of money. They're going to get money back, but their name's on it. They're also doing, like, a mobile game. Wouldn't be surprised, though, if in the near future maybe they do VR content. Maybe it's, like, a just a, a tie-in game or something. But it seems like they're trying to escape from just the indie area and go bigger, especially with video games since they are, you know, this is the year of them, especially at the movies. And there's going to be more on that in a second. Uh, but really good show. Um, I had a $60 two-day pass. I converted that to a, a single day for 45 Just the swag I got for entering in, I would price at about 25 bucks. Lots of stuff to experience. I played this game called 3 on 3 Freestyle, which is tons of fun. It was kind of like NBA Street meets like NBA Jam, but like every character is different. So we played that. Um, this game called Just Beats and Shapes, which is like crazy hard, but we were playing four players at once. Um, I did a VR thing called Zing, which made me feel VR sick. 
because it was like a walking simulator and I was jumping all over the place. I told the guy, I was like, Psh, I have one of these. I'll put it on myself. He's like, okay, thanks. And, and then shortly after that, I was like, I should probably take this thing off. And I was like, no, let me keep on doing it. Let me keep on doing it. And after a certain point, I was like, yeah, I'm not buying this game. It's going to make me throw up. Like, I, I felt the most VR stick I had in about a month. Um, that's how, I mean, this game's not finished. It was a demo, basically. But yeah, really, really fun show. Um, anyone that's listening out there, if you are a PlayStation fan, if the next one is in your area, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's like going to be in Houston or something. It seems like they want to move it to one big metropolitan every year so everyone can do it. Maybe it'll be in New York or Chicago. Lots and lots of fun. Get to see everything. So I got to use the PS4 Pro on a Sony 4K TV with HDR. Not crazy pretty. Like, I'm not going to shit you. Like, it didn't look that much more impressive than what I already have. And I was sitting at the perfect distance on a couch in front of, like, a 70-inch screen. So mm. if you really, really are have a, a boner for 4K and you have the TV, get the F- PS4 Pro. But if you don't, I know I'm now not going to buy the PS4 Pro in a 4K for quite some time. It mm. just, like, even being around it for that short period of time, I was like... It's it's kind of like what you say, Steve. It's like, it's kind of the same thing. What's the big idea? Like, it, it really wasn't that impressive. But good show, good stuff. Um, probably the cooler thing that happened throughout the day. People were scanning my badge through RFID, and they all had Sony Xperia Z5s. So I made the same joke like, at least five times. I would take my phone. I was like, hey, look, we got the same phone. Uh, and, you know, that just that's not something that happens to me. Um, this is the show, though. Let's talk about some news. This first one is kind of sad. Uh, I think it was about a month and a half ago we were talking about Kevin Smith rebooting Buckaroo Banzai as a TV show with MGM. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. The creators are suing them. It's an illegal battle. So uh, Kevin Smith has dropped out. Uh, but in good news, Yoga Ho- Hosers is on Netflix now, and as you pointed out, too late also. Yeah, um, uh, that one's the important one, you guys. Watch Yoga Hosers one. is a little important. Yeah, I mean, if you're bored and you want to watch something, fine. It's not bad. I if mean, you got a 12-year-old daughter. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people should see Too Late. I'll watch it before it's too yeah. late. Hey, you guys can watch Yoga you Hosers, got, what, though. what, 26 days to get to it? Something like that. 20, yeah. 27. You, you can watch Yoga Hosers and then you listen to our episode. We got that. You can hear more about our content in a minute. Um, this is the teasers, like I said. So that's the first one. This one's way bigger. Talking about Netflix, they finally joined Amazon Prime and YouTube Red in allowing users to download content. Only certain content is supported thus far, most notably Netflix Originals, so the Marvel content, Beast of No Nations, House of Cards. You can download that on your iPad or your phone. You go on your plane, you can watch it. You don't have to buy like you know the Wi-Fi on the plane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's a little too late for me, though. Like, it... This should have happened months ago. Like as soon as Amazon Prime came out, it was available. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like it's there now, and it's like, all right, it's it's fine, whatever. It's just it's one of those things where we just expected it to happen, and now we got it. But still, the fact that's not all the content, because I mean, you said this a while back, Amazon has more content than Netflix, way more, and you can download everything. Yeah. So I, I don't know if Amazon just has more servers, but well, that's the thing though. Netflix uses Amazon servers. Yeah, it's the craziest thing, right? They pay Amazon to host their content, and yet they host less content than Amazon. And it kind of makes sense as Amazon doesn't have to pay their own fees because they Uh own the servers. You know, they pay the electricity bill, which Netflix probably pays threefold just in what the the server hosting is. Plus, Amazon is a lot more to content than – or they have more to monitor than just video content. They have the internet, basically. And it's it's crazy. It's like Netflix – 
they they announced that Luke Cage season two is happening. I looked at that. I was like, why? No one talked about that show. I I stopped watching it. I I don't know. I think it just got more. It seemed like more of a niche thing. I guess the views evidently had to be good enough, but not really. Maybe they just know exactly who their audience for that is. It's, and it's like not this a week, wide demographic. This same week, they also announced that Sense Eight is getting a holiday special and a second season, and no one really watched that either. Like I know no, a lot of people watch Sense Eight and flip for it. It's just it's been what a year now. I, I it's like I, I've talked to a lot about uh, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I've definitely talked about it on the show. When something comes out on Netflix, people go crazy about it for a week, two weeks tops, and then it's dropped like no one even fucking knows. Like Stranger Things, bring that up again. Cease. Yeah, try well, to a start lot of a conversation. Are really about looking Things. forward to the second season. Oh no, I'm sure, but I'm saying like if you were at a coffee shop right now and you went, "Oh, have you seen Stranger Things?" You'd be like, "Yeah, it was pretty good. I really liked it." What are you watching now? Like that would be the conversation. It's not this huge thing like that anyone cares about anymore. Like, I think that's the saddest thing about Netflix or even Amazon for that matter. Like I really loved watching Red Oak season two a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know anyone that watches Red Oaks. I don't talk about it. I I really liked it. I still got to start the second season, but yeah, I really liked the first one. Really good show, but I'll get to the second one at some point. There's something about the binge model that doesn't lend to extended conversation. Like, when you're watching a TV show, like, I'll say The Flash, for instance, since Kevin Smith just directed last week's episode. For 22 weeks of the year, you can talk about the show on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Or Westworld. You know, the season finale was tonight. You can talk about that on a weekly basis. Netflix, you can talk about, it, like I said, for maybe a week. Maybe. But then the next week, they have the new thing, whatever it is, and people are catching up on that. Sometimes, so... but... No one at this juncture is going to be talking about House Card Season 3. We can talk about if that's because the season sucks. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, that it was like, what, two years ago? Or is that Season 4 that just came out? I think so. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm up to date, but I don't know the number. But no one talks about it. Like, they talked about the first season. It's it's like, it's hit or miss, but it's it's sad that they're the last to the download equation when they were the first to the streaming model. But at least they're there, like you said. They finally... It's It doesn't matter when you place it's that you did it eventually so they're all on they probably just don't even have to really depend on people talking about it constantly they know exactly what views they're getting it it seems like they're doing fine um i i would have to assume that they're doing fine i don't think anyone's worried about netflix right now they can do whatever they want which they have it's less about worry and more so just like pointing a figure and laughing like ha 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 i can't believe it took you guys that fucking long because they have good content still not even the original Mm -hmm. stuff like they still have a really good library but it you know it's gonna die eventually and the original content can't keep you afloat like they got popular because the tv model but not because mm-hmm. of their own content but just like oh you haven't seen 30 rock it's all on netflix you know well, like hey, the, last week we were talking about internet cable packages you know we're gonna talk about we're that we're gonna be talking about that now. tonight yeah. and yeah that's the thing is like i mean netflix was a start but everyone's reacquiring their content so you know it i'm sorry someone's knocking really you don't yeah. have a sign outside that says, hey, I'm recording a podcast? You should go answer it. Let's see what it is. No, no, no. No, it's, it's fine. It's I'm fine. Not, he's not home. They're not knocking. They're in my hallway, and there's knocking. It's not my door. Oh. Like, I'm right by my door, but I was like, I felt it against my wall because I got my foot pressed up against the wall right now, uh-huh. so it was kind of weird. Just some people making out in your hallway. Yeah, but I mean, no, like, 
Netflix is not going to be the same monster. It, I don't think it is the same monster that it was. Like, I think they already peaked as far as their streaming content. Oh, they totally peaked. I mean, yeah, yeah they have the Defenders coming out. And it's cool that, like, Captain America Civil War is on there and Zootopia and, you know. Jungle like, Book. Jungle Book. Like, yeah, they got really yeah. good stuff. But, so... <laughs> Like, yeah, that's not gonna. I don't I'm think happy there's... with Amazon. You know, I don't even have Netflix. But you know, if you do, too late's on there. You should totally watch it. Uh huh. Um, just saying. Like I said this is the teasers. This is just a. There's gonna be like two more things that kind of just give you an idea what the show is. That way you can stay around. Uh, this was probably the cooler, the coolest thing I read all week. Billy D. Williams is finally gonna get his due and transition from Harvey <laughs> Dent to Two Face. In the Lego Batman movie. So happy about that. So movie. happy. Like, if you guys aren't aware, in Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, played Harvey Dent, and the dream was, oh, in a couple of years, a couple of movies, we'll make him Two-Face. And instead, Joel Schumacher was like, nah, fuck that. We're going to get uh, Tommy Lee Jones. That's good. That's what's going to happen instead. Good movie. Still, still like that portrayal. Um, mm-hmm. But they're finally doing it. How cool! It's like you know, it's like almost twenty years later. No, it's like yeah, more yeah, sure. than almost thirty cool. years later. Actually, I mean, technically, it's cool. I, for me, you know, it's a comedy uh, first, so it's obviously going to be one of those fun self-referential things. I oh, think. the, I the mean, if you've seen the trailers, they're already talking about the other Batman movies. So, no, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I've not uh, seen those yet, but I I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. um... Sure, it's cool. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not that excited, but it really is coming, isn't it? Yeah, I, I want to like say it's soon. February. Like I'm gonna go. Like, oh man, I would like to go for a midnight for that, but I do want to see it with kids. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, like you no, know, no, no. I saw the Lego Movie with kids, yeah. and that was actually a family movie, mm-hmm. which was you know it was a Saturday night movie around like five o'clock that was packed and it was kids that were having fun and not being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, that wanna, was a good family movie experience. I don't want to have my Batman versus Superman experience. First off, that's a bad movie. So it couldn't have been good anyway, but I don't want that kind of theater going where everyone's very serious, like not necessarily excited, but serious. I want to see it with a group of people, like maybe like go to downtown Disney type of thing where everyone's in the moment. Like, Oh my God, it's a Lego Batman movie. It's here. Like I want to feel the excitement more so than I did with Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. Like I said, like both of those, even though I was dressed up, I couldn't feel it. I, the crowd wasn't with me. And I saw Suicide Squad twice, and they weren't with me both times. Just it wasn't there. Uh, but there's yeah. there's more down the DC pop, uh, pipeline. Warner Brothers has dated Aquaman. It's coming to 3D and IMAX October 5th, 2018. So this is only going to be a little bit less than a year from Justice League. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, especially since Big the flash there that's 3d and imax though yeah but this is yeah. just a, a relief considering the flash is still in turnaround like mm-hmm. they they don't have a director you know still like, though october i'm okay with like that. that that's uh that's interesting this is james wan it's supposed to be kind of like a not spooky but a little um, scary because it's him bringing like what's actually it? underwater to screen like it's well, not going to be is it a supposed swat- to be more horror based because I not don't know horror. like I know that James Wan does that and that you know he specializes in uh-huh. spooky stuff but he also has the action chops yeah, he uh, it's from like Furious Seven there's so been I, lots of things that he said it's like yes there's going to be some swashbuckling action it's clearly a superhero film it's going to be an action movie but mm-hmm. 
I think yeah, like there's gonna yeah, be what some, does he bring to it that's mm, him? Some depths of the ocean stuff. He's talked about that. He's like, oh, like he said at Comic Con this year, he was really excited about being able to bring that version of Atlantis to the screen because, yeah, like deep sea ocean at night is scary. Like you kind of get a little bit yeah. uh, in Finding Nemo, um, but there's there's nothing friendly about that. Even if the guy can fucking talk to fish, like. I, I hope there are some spooky stuff. I hope it kind of starts off October in a in a cool, like, spooky, fun kind of way. Like, not Tim Burton, like, ah, 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 look how goth it is, but in kind of challenging the idea of what the, like, super ha- supernatural blockbuster could be. Or not supernatural, but, um, I don't know, scary natural. I don't well, know the this is term. another thing where I just question, I mean, we're literally getting blockbusters every month now. And yeah. I mean, is that just going to cause more of a burnout? I don't know. Like, we'll we'll see with time. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. October seems kind of strange to me. It's okay. I mean, talking about strange, that came out a month ago. Like, that's October. No, that's November. Was that? Oh yeah, that was November. And it, it was, was the early same weekend November. as Thor too, so it's not it's nothing new. Yeah, um, November's just as weird as October is just as weird as December. Like it November doesn't matter is, anymore. I mean, November tends to get two blockbusters. It's been like that for a long time. Well, Thanksgiving is one of the biggest. That's part of the days. reason why. No, Christmas yeah. is one of the biggest ones. Like Justice League is coming out in December. You know, mm-hmm. like they're making that. November a, oh, is, it, is the is it, it's my birthday. Remember it's your birthday? Yeah, yeah, November. I wouldn't be surprised if a superhero movie comes out in December at some point. Like, try to challenge Star Wars type of thing. Because Star Wars didn't always used to be a Christmas movie, but now it is. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, Rogue One does not seem like a movie you take to the whole the whole family to see. You know, yeah, you It doesn't take, seem like Grandma wants to see it. Yeah, you take the whole family to see the Star Wars holiday special. And if you're too yeah. afraid, we watch it for you. Death Cinema. Check it out. Hey, no, no, no. Seriously. Um, I mean, everyone loves uh, What's-Her-Face. B. Arthur. Come on. No. Your grandmother loves B. Arthur. Come on. You know you want to watch it with them. I doubt my grandmother loves B. Arthur. Fun for the whole family. Maybe your great-grandma. Everyone's dead great-grandma loves B. Arthur. Um, everyone does love Nintendo, though, and this holiday season has proved it between the NES Classic Edition, that $100 3DS, uh, the Switch coming out in a couple of months now, um, and there's a big update in terms of the relationship with Universal Studios. A while ago, we talked about, or the whole internet talked about, oh yeah, Japan's uh, Universal is going to get Nintendo content. Not just them. Hollywood and Orlando are too. So there's going to be dedicated Nintendo sections, probably rides, attractions, Mario, Yoshi, you name it, available for pictures. This is really cool, especially because for the longest time, years now, I've been talking about how Nintendo is going to go into the shitter. I still think if the Switch is a failure, they will. Um, but, you know, I helped some guests today, uh, like, try to purchase some Nintendo content. And it, I could see just the joy in their face. And it's not serious. You know, I talked about the beginning of the show about PlayStation. Yes, I got to play Loco Roco, and I was excited to, to hang out with Sackboy and stuff. But it's it's mostly not... <laughs> pure at heart you know like it, it is more uh gamer centric whereas nintendo in the same way like the lego movie is meant for the whole family it's meant for kids um and this could help both universal studios and nintendo stay up because they do need something to follow the wizarding world of harry potter like that's not going to stay hot for a while i mean mm-hmm. who knows how long it's going to be though there's a cool video you can watch to kind of get an idea but it's going to be hush hush like maybe 2020 is when these attractions are coming out and by then, like, 
who knows? Maybe Nintendo isn't even making video games proper anymore. It's just gonna be like, it's gonna it's gonna be on PlayStation. You'll be able to play Pokemon, <laughs> which is possible. Final piece of news, That'll though. Be interesting. Final piece of news as a teaser before we talk about Penny Thoughts and uh, pimp mm-hmm. ourselves out for a little bit. Starting December second, as in it's already happened, and it's gonna last all the way until New Year's Day. Several AMC theaters in L.A., New York. Austin and San Francisco are going to host Assassin's Creed VR experience for free. This is a collaboration between 20th Century Fox, Ubisoft, Oculus, AMD, and Dell. And before you ask, Steve, the theaters that you're going to be around are going to be the Block of Barton Orange Creek, right? and Barton Creek. Uh, Barton Creek's the only one in Austin that's an AMC oh, yeah. theater. So. Well, the Block of Orange also when you come home for the holidays. So you want to finally experience real VR? You want to try the Oculus Rift and do an experience that tied into a big movie? Here's your chance. Go do it. Well, it's going to be free to the public. funny I'm actually going to be at Barton Creek uh, today. Go. Yeah. They should have it. Because I, I, I know that theater, it's, they're, they're doing a construction in a bunch of areas. So, uh-huh. yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know where that's going to be set up. Check but, uh, the website. I want to say like they're going to stop doing it. It's going to be, like I think, like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a little bit less than that. Yeah, they, they open around like 10, that theater. So you're going to be able to do a VR experience, a real one. I don't know how lo- the length of it. I know it's available already. I could download it if I want to. I still want to see this movie. I, I saw the the latest trailer. It looks good. And talking about trailers, did you see uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy? I did. That looks like a good movie. It was a good trailer until um, oh, I didn't see the tra- I didn't see the trailer trailer. I saw the teaser. So maybe I should watch the real thing before I praise it. But... They, oh yeah, no, like it's a good trailer until mm-hmm. it becomes a trailer, if that makes sense. That makes um, sense. But yeah, like the the setup for it totally like really fucking interesting. You want to know what it is, and then it just kind of cuts like a more generic trailer, and it seems weird. But I'm interested. I mean, I like, still I'm, I'm totally game for it. Still want to know if Dracula Untold is going to be folded into the universe. I guess we'll find out next summer. It's a summer movie, right? It has to be summer. I think so, yeah. It has to be like July or something. Like, it seems yeah. like the perfect kind of July movie. Better yet, does Brendan Fraser get a cameo? <sighs> That's not going to happen. I hope it happens. It won't happen. Talking about Brendan Fraser, I'm bringing him up in a second here. Uh, this is Penny Thoughts. This is the original <laughs> Two Cents closing segment, and then it went to Dollar Views, and I was back here because we never do Dollar Views because you guys don't pay us. Please um, tell me you watched Furry Vengeance. I saw something else. Uh, so yeah, this is where we talk about movies, video games, music, etc. that we've been exploring since last week. Uh, and the first one that I did was is on Netflix. It's a Justin Long scripted, produced, and starring rom-com with Evan Rachel Wood. It's called A Case of You. Really cool premise. It's like, what if this writer tried to perfect his persona to attract a girl that he met at a coffee shop? Like, he's stalking her Facebook. He's like go into like improv shows or run into her, all these things. Kind of the stuff that I am wont to do. Except <laughs> it's pretty damn fucking bad. And it's a shame because it has a really good it cast. It doesn't sound that unlikable. It doesn't sound likable, honestly. It, like, it's it's really bad. Like Justin Long yeah. is the most unlock unlikable I've ever seen. I can't believe he wrote himself to be this shitty of a character. It's not even that he's shitty, it's just he's a whiner. Like you don't care about him. As much as I love Evan Rachel Wood right now, as mo- most people do that are watching Westworld she can't save it, but you got interesting cast. You got Vince Vaughn, you got Brendan Fraser, um, fuck it, what's his name? Tyrion Lannister shows up. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. He's really funny in it. Like he almost saves it, but no. Like there's some cool ballroom dancing. Um, th- there is some good moments. Like I, this ending almost saves itself. There's some good mu- uh, music, but oh man, is it a waste of time? 
I've never seen a rom-com this, like, just no. Like, it, Well, what was the one with Miles Teller and What's-Her-Face where they're stuck okay. in that apartment yeah, that's, in New York? Yeah, that's like that Two Days was, New York or yeah. whatever. That, yeah, that is, was a big disappointment. Yeah, that's a disappointment because you could you know that they have chemistry and they have talent. It just wasn't made that well. And it, I think it was like a Jake Cashton movie or something. It was no, some, no, no, no. It, it, it wasn't was someone's it son. It was, and that's why it was a bigger letdown because it was someone famous' son, and you're like, oh. I think it was Mike Nichols' son. I, remember, I yeah. think Nichols was one of the I last think it was, yeah, yeah, I think it was Mike Nichols' son. Um, but no, this is just not written well. There's like nothing there. Like, it's a good setup, and there's some cool stuff that you've never seen before, but uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Don't, don't watch this one. Writing's not Justin Long's thing? I don't think that's even the case. I think it's just when you're that attached to a film, you shouldn't be in it. Because if you. If it wasn't him, if it was someone else, maybe. It's just, I love Justin Long and just about anything, even mm-hmm. for like five seconds. Even if it's like a Zack and Miri type of cameo. Yeah. And in this one, you're just like, what What the fuck happened? What, the ha- what happened, dude? You wrote this for yourself? You produced this? Surprised you didn't direct it. I mean, it is a female well, director. Good thing he didn't go on Kickstarter and ask for money then. Yeah. I think it was a female director, which Step Up is, by the way. So those are like 252 films by women for me. Ha ha ha. Um, but I, the other things that I did this week were also rom-coms. I, uh, watched Save the Last Dance, which ended up being a rewatch, also Netflix, and so was the third thing, Sky High. Rewatched that, <laughs> Netflix as well. Um, Save the Last Dance was way better than I remember it being. I saw it, like, in 10th grade, and I remember thinking it sucked. It's a really good mashup of, like, Step Up and Othello. Or not Othello, I mean, uh, Jungle Fever. Uh, Othello to a lesser extent, too. Um... Yeah, it, 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 really? it takes, like, I mean, the best parts of Jungle Fever and wraps it around MTV version of, of Step Up. Like, I've never seen it. I've, I remember seeing TV spots for it, but I just can't imagine Othello being it. Being, not Othello. I I, I, like I said, I meant Jungle Wasn't Fever. Wasn't there a movie called O that was yeah. uh, set in basketball that literally I owned was that. Othello? I bought that for 25 cents, yeah. Oh. That, one, that, good? that one's Mackie Pfeiffer. I haven't seen it yet. It's Mackie Pfeiffer and Julia Stiles. Mackie Pfeiffer. Mackie, whatever. You're the only person that says Mackie. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's Julia Stiles and guess who's in Save the Last Dance is Julia Stiles. Uh, so she was just totally the honky in the black movies at that time Didn't in her the life. the scary movie movies make fun of that movie? Like one of the shitty PG-13 ones, I want to say they did it. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember, but I, I, I feel like I, if I, it's not maybe the first dance two, flick made fun of it. Probably dance know. flick. Like if it's not yeah. scary movie one or two, I can't really talk about what's in them. Um, but yeah, Save the Last Dance pretty good. Not the best cast. Uh, I don't know the guy. Like, they're all good. I mean, people, if they watch it nowadays, would be, like, really impressed because, uh, fuck, what's her name from Scandals in it? Um, Carrie Washington. It's, mm-hmm. like, one of her first movies. And it's it's a pretty good, like, urban film, especially for white people. It's, the whole concept of the film is the opposite of Step Up. It's like, well, if we take this ballet dancer who's going through some shit and we teach her hip-hop. Whereas Step Up is... What if you take this ballet dancer and she meets a guy who's doing hip hop and they fall in love? Like the the love story in Save the Last Dance is more of like a social uh, commentary. Like I said, it's Jungle Fever. Um, like it's all black and white, so they can't mix in urban Chicago. Except it's like, oh, of course they can, because this is made by MTV and the music's pretty good. And there's like some cl- cool club scenes. It's like a a more legitimate version of uh, just a, any kind of dance movie. Except it's not a dance movie, as weird as that is. It's like there's some cool scenes where. Uh, the main guy is teaching Julia Stiles how to dance, but I'm watching. I'm like, I don't buy this. This is what's her name from Ten Things I Hate About You. Like, the, I I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never really been attracted to you. I don't understand your like your 
whatever charisma you might have. I, I've never bought into it. Too skinny for me. I don't know. Just and now, like, I haven't seen the Jason Bourne movies that she's in either. So I, I'm not quite. I mean, I, you know, I don't think those movies are really about fetishizing anyone. No, really. Maybe, maybe Matt Damon. I, mean, I don't even so it's like yeah, I mean those movies are not sexy like well don't you remember the poster for the Jason Bourne film where it's him with his shirt off with like the the bandages on his hands and it was totally a look how hot this guy was is was it like that for this last one yeah and really? the, like the first trailer was about that scene too I want to say that that sounds like a Matt Damon movie but I don't know if it's that poster I don't that know that was the poster uh, that was then, like one yeah of the no there is a fight where he just wins in like one punch and yeah that was in the yeah, trailers. totally is that, but I I don't know. Like, yeah, that series, it's far more serious for it that I guess, yeah, you could see that as a marketing ploy, but uh, no, like, I mean, yeah, there is Matt Damon working out and shit, but Matt it's like, it really, I, don't, I just don't associate the Bourne series with sexy, you know? Hmm. Uh, but like I said, the final thing I watched this week was Sky High. Buy that for a dollar. Love it. Still love it. Although my brother's place, we ate dinner, we're drinking some wine. And it's a fun movie. They like turn on Netflix and they're like, "What should we watch?" And they're going through some stuff. And he asked his girlfriend. She was, he was like, "Is Guy High good?" I was like, "So fucking good. I love that movie." And he was like, oh, "I've never heard you say that." And they put it on. I was like, "Thank God." And he, he asked me. He was like, "Is that like nostalgia talking?" I was like, "Nope. It's good. It's good." And I just, it was still so good, despite how cheesy it is. Such a great cast across the board. Good music. I love like the the covers of 80s songs cuz it feels like an 80s high school movie except it's trying a little too hard cuz it's Disney. I I stand by what I said on this show weeks and weeks and weeks ago now. One of the better movies that Disney's ever made involving superheroes. Top 5. I'm, Top 5. That's fair. Absolutely. No, oh, yeah. So good. Uh what about you though? What, what did you check out this week? Well, uh I guess kind of like you, you know, I rewatched The Running Man for the first time in forever. I still haven't seen it. Forgot how great that movie was, and I saw it on thirty five, and it was a fun night. Um, I love so, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you have not seen that. Fuck that. Love movie is Schwarzenegger. So much fun, dude. I've seen it on cable. And I started it too late. I know it's on streaming, or it used to be, and I never watched it. I'll watch it eventually. It's just I don't know. It's just one of those like random films that I haven't landed on yet. <sighs> well, it, it's it's a really fun Arnold movie. Um, Arnold. It, it holds up a lot better than I thought it would, and especially seeing it with the crowd. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that YouTube clip of Arnold going like, "I'm going to put my fist down your throat and ram it down your spine," and then you, like everyone's seen that YouTube clip. But like, getting to laugh at that with an audience, like it, it's it's amazing, man. Like it just it was a special viewing. I had such a blast watching it. I'm so glad I went because I almost didn't. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, too late, you guys. Yeah, I rewatched that because oh, I yeah, bought an bought iTunes yeah. digital copy for Black Friday, which I actually don't regret since it's on Netflix now because I got to watch, uh, or I'm still making my way through the bonus features. But yeah, for each of the five takes, they got production diaries on it, and I watched it for the first take to see how they did that, which they reshot it over the course of uh, two years because the first time it wasn't how they wanted to do it. And it's just insane because it's such a fucking amazing take like just that first scene like how they use the techno crane and everything like fuck i love this movie you guys like it's on netflix it's gonna be on my list at the end of the year um but the last thing i'm kind of bringing back um a tradition of mine uh which brian gillis you're kind of responsible for killing (laughs) um okay yeah, no, what 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 happened was basically once you uh, turned me on to getting a, a letterbox account, I just became so much more aware of what my viewing activity was because I'm literally just seeing it right in front of me. And so 
I sort of let some traditions die or just tried to rewatch fewer things. And even this year I'm rewatching or just I'm seeing less movies than I did last year and I'm trying to focus on doing other stuff. So there are healthy benefits to that. Um, but what I used to do uh, before I got a letterbox account was that one of my Christmas traditions would be I'd always watch Bond movies. Oh, yeah, you watched um, uh, not Diamonds Are Forever. You watched uh, was it? Which one did you? See? I watched I watched uh, Diamonds Are Forever oh, and did? Live and Let Die. Okay. Yeah, I I, I kind of just felt like starting with the seventies ones, which are like really fucking weird. Those are like the you know it's it's like the Bond era where they're kind of like the Schumacher Batman films where yeah. Some so of them are like top. Batman and Robin that people think are fucking terrible, and the other ones are absolutely weird. What but are the, you kind of enjoy them like regardless. Like what Diamonds are the Bond are forever. girls' names and Diamonds are Forever? It's so outlandish. Uh, God, God damn it! It's like the a lot um, of Tiffany case. Yeah, no, there's um, someone else. It's like the a lot there's, of there's vagina a girl like joke that, is from uh, that movie. Like pussy no, there, There's a girl <laughs> that um that shows up uh, named Plenty O'Toole. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, she's not in it for that long, but yeah, Diamonds Forever. Is she the black like, one? No, no, no. Oh, uh, Bambi and Thumper. You there you go, about? Bambi and yeah. Thumper. That's so it fucking is weird. It's such a weird movie, man. The best thing about that film, in my opinion, is the opening song, and not because the song is good, but because Connie it sampled it so well. And on that horrible date two weeks ago, that tanked so bad for me at karaoke at that bar... I did Diamonds by Kanye, and I fucking crushed this one guy. was so ecstatic. He came, like, during my set, he was actually, I was like, throw the diamonds up if you're feeling it. Like, he was, and then as soon as I finished, he was like, oh, my man, you were so amazing. I was, like, kind of down my luck because, you know, that girl wasn't talking to me and shit. But I was like, no, I was, I was like, being so modest. I was like, I was okay. I was doing, like, no, you fucking slayed it, man. And we were talking Kanye for, like, a good couple of minutes. Uh, so, yeah, peace be with you, Kanye. My diamonds are up right now. Favorite CD. Uh, yeah, but Diamonds Are Forever is fucking weird. Live and Let Die, also really weird. Kind of Live and Let Die, probably the best James Bond thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a great song, absolutely, but... It's the yeah, only song. a bit more boring than I remember, though, to be honest. It's, like, it's really weird, just the jump, um, just how much cheaper the Bond films got, since they were the same director, too, and... They went back to shooting on cheaper film stock, and I mean, it, granted, it's it's more it's the black exploitation bond, but such a weird fucking movie. And like, I am gonna get to Man with the Golden Gun next because I have the Blu-ray right in front of me, and I tried uh, starting to watch it before I had stuff to do, and I had to shut it down. But yeah, the pre-title sequence for that movie still very memorable. Just some really strange, trippy like production design in there and like I, I i i remember it being like one of the weaker ones but yeah just that i don't know th that movie is kind of iconic even just with the villain and uh, there's just something about that title that like really just catches your attention the man with the golden gun you know but it's believe it or not i haven't seen about half the james bond films oh no no you've told me have i yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a thing on the very beginning of dollar views too like with the, like david was the same way he He's watched every James Bond movie multiple, multiple times. It's yeah. that's why one of our reviews was uh, Skyfall. Like, oh, like, well, I'll finally go see a James Bond movie with you. And but no, I, I haven't seen about half of them. Like for me, it's it's always been like a comforting thing. Like usually for Christmas, is that okay? Bond movies tend to come out in November, but uh -huh. when I really got into the series, like it, these were like the first DVDs I was collecting, and then around that same time. 
I don't know if Spike TV still does this, but they were airing them like right at Thanksgiving. They would have them like going on for 24 hours in order, and I would try watching as many as I could. Yeah, they probably still do something like that. Yeah, or and that was like Epics while I was collecting or... them. So a bunch of them, I saw them that way. Um, okay. You know, commercials and everything, uh, which was frustrating. But yeah, and uh, like also, I got 007 Nightfire that fucking Christmas. Like I was I have, insanely into uh, James I, Bond at a certain point. I had Agent Underfire for the Xbox. That's what I had. I had James Bond. I also like had that one. Yeah, no, but like uh, I mean, Nightfire was the first PS2 game that I got because um, I got a PS2 for Christmas, and then that was the game that was in my stocking. And then I got Agent Underfire on my own with my own money because it was one of the PS2 greatest hits games, so it was cheaper. Um, but yeah, I was collection. I was really into it. And it's just it's always been a Christmas thing for me. Like I, I don't know why, and then it just kind of died off for a couple of years. And I, lately, I've just been in the mood to bring it back. And there's I I kind of I, I just want to watch like some of the ones that I have not seen in forever. Not like the big ones like uh, from Russia with Love or Goldfinger. But I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch the '70s ones. I want to rewatch License to Kill. Uh, when you do Moonraker, let me know. Maybe I'll watch it too. <laughs> We'll, we'll do like a Penny Thoughts like Dollar Review episode. No, that's that's got to be a debt to cinema. No, I've seen it. You've seen it. Okay, okay, really? Yeah, no, I've seen. Um, How haven't have I seen, seen James Bond on the moon? Are you serious? Like anyone that's seen Austin Powers has yeah. got to have seen Moonraker. You miss more than half the okay, joke. Okay, but what? Which ones have you not seen? I don't know. I don't I'm have curious. the list in front of me. It's it's about half though. I've seen Doctor. Have no. you seen Doctor No? Okay, Wait, have I seen Doctor nah. No? Whatever it's, it's I've kind seen of from Russia with honestly. Love. I've seen um, Moonraker. Uh, never. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it? You, know, you only live twice. Um, or maybe I saw Never Say Never Again on those. Have you seen Honor Majesty's Secret Service? No, I almost picked oh, that this that week. That one is so great. Yeah, I, I no, haven't it, seen and Timothy. That Dalton. one is set during Christmas. Like you know, that is a big. Part I of haven't that movie. seen. That um, I've seen all the recent ones, P- uh-huh. all the Pierce Brosnan and all of the um, Daniel Craig's. You haven't seen all the but Timothy Dalton shit, ones, though? I don't know. License to Kill... I would I, literally have I to really... get the list out to to figure oh, out man. what I have and haven't known. This is the part of the show where it's kind of weird because Steve Uh-oh. or I lost our connection, so I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, no, you're back. You there Can you again? hear me? Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Um, Steven. Me? Really? Oh, no. We're having technical it's just, it said that you dropped. live on Doctor's show. This God is how damn you it. know it's for real, uh, He just dropped again. All right. Yeah, so, so I don't I'm know if we're talking to each other, uh, over each other pray right now. that uh, I can entertain Well, you. my internet is so fine, let me start by saying uh, you guys. I have no I idea what's going on. not as fascinating as you might think Hello? I am. It's just the voice. It's, it's, it's just me. This is how I... Uh, Fill it in. Can you hear me? You're finally back. Okay, I was about to kill myself. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we sound like we're talking over each other. Um, yeah, that was weird because my internet's perfectly fine, and that just says that you keep dropping. I don't know, but um, yeah, they don't. Uh, anywho, but yeah, I would whatever. have to. I would actually have to make a list. But I, I've seen all the Daniel Craig stuff, all the Pierce Brosnan things. Um, about maybe half, maybe, of the the Sean Connery. Haven't seen Timothy Dalton. Haven't I seen... really want to rewatch License to Kill because my memory of that movie is that it's a lot better than people give it credit for, and it's really fucking dark. Haven't like... seen the George Lazenby movie. I haven't seen uh, Under Majesty's Secret Service is so good. I haven't seen a lot. So of it. good, man. I love that movie. Uh, that, that's easily in my top five. 
Top five, top five, top five. Yeah, um, uh, of Bond films, yeah. But something that we both watched this week was Terms of Endearment. We did that for Debt to Cinema, which you kind of tease a little bit right now. That's our semi-topical list of same show. There's no topicality in this reason. I just wanted, I wanted to cry a little bit, so that's what I picked. Um, some other stuff that we've done recently, though, it's uh, always put out on Wednesday. Dick Tracy, we did that because uh, Warren Beatty put out a new film. West Side Story, Detroit Rock City, Love and Basketball, The Changeling, uh, Ricky O, The Story of Ricky, which is total awesome gore film. He's always going to bring that one up. Not, I, didn't even, I didn't mention the reason why this time. Uh, and then also No, no, no. I, I feel like two years from now when you're talking about what's on Death to Cinema, you're going to be like, oh, Ricky O, The Story of Ricky? It's Where a good awesome episode. Rap. I didn't say the reason. You said it this time. I didn't say the reason. I think it's... But you're always going to say, hey, and that's one that we got. Like, you're really pimping out that movie. Not just the episode, but that movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good episode. And it's... The intro stands out by a mile, like a country mile. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's not even like the kindergarten cop, which you followed that up with the the following week. Really good intro too. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to pretend that I topped that. Yeah, like, but, but it's, you did, it's, it's you still did really good. kind of inspire it, or just the idea of like, well, let's try playing with the concept of the intros, which I have not really been doing no, at yeah, all we've lately. Been lazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, I I do think like at least with that, it just kind of opened it up where it's like, well. If we have something, we can do anything with it now, so why not? So that is the cool thing about that. And I don't know, with Kindergarten Cop, it just... I, I wasn't, like, literally thinking I gotta top that. I don't know. It just... It happened there where I was like, you know what? I may as well try this, see how it turns well, out. It there's could be a couple bad. other examples, too. I don't want to say them all because it gives our listeners something to look for. Uh, but the the Star Wars Holiday Special is different. Um, yeah, because you... I, I wish I got your first reaction where you were like, fuck no. That's not a movie, but I didn't have the Skype recorder going there, so I just kind of intentionally baited you in that one. Uh, but I, I yeah. can't remember anything else off the top of my head, but I know we've had more than a couple that uh, that break the mold. Uh, so, like I said, uh, that's the, that's dollar that's debt to yeah. cinema. That's uh, every Wednesday, and then there's dollar views proper, which you've been talking about a little bit. That's our spoiler-free show where we don't do recaps; we just talk about the movie. Um, so we did Doctor Strange most recently, and then Yoga Hosers before that, which is on Netflix. And then all other ones are old, and you've probably seen them by now. Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman, we did Swiss Army Man, Captain America Civil War, and of course Magic Mike XXL, which has by far the most listens we've ever got for one episode. Uh, you can find all that stuff at dollarviews.net. We're also on YouTube, SoundCloud, all over the place. We're going to say that again at the end of the episode. And this right here, this is about the halfway point. I'm talking for a good while. If you want to support us, you can do so by going to uh, patreon.com slash dollarviews. Sponsor us. You can throw us some money. Literally a dollar a month from you guys would make a big deal. Because one person, that's cool. If five people did it, that's enough to go to the movies. Maybe not at the real theater, but at the cheapo one. And we could put more stuff out there. Five bucks is half of a Netflix subscription. Think about it. Everything helps, mm-hmm. especially when we do this for free. Um, but to start the real show, this is the headlines, and this is the big one you started the show talking about when I said PlayStation View. DirecTV Now is available now. It launched this week, and the price point that was rumored is true. You can, for only $35 a month off contract, get 100 channels in a package. It's a limited-time offer, though. That same price is limited to only 60 channels normally, while the $100 or the $100 <laughs> I said it twice. The 100 channel <laughs> package is actually 60 bucks. Um, but even at 60 bucks, that's a good deal. That's way less. Mind you, this is a conversation we've had before. You still have to pay your internet bill. Um, mm-hmm. but not necessarily because DirecTV is owned by AT&T. So, if you have 
AT&T already. You can not have this count against your mobile plan. There's been some errors and issues already at its launch. This is some that happens with new technology. It's bound to happen. Uh-huh. But there's still really great reason to get it, especially with the holiday season. You want a Fire Stick, an Amazon Fire Stick? Sign up for one month, you get one. That's a $35 for free, basically. You want an Apple TV? Sign up for three months prepaid. Really good deal. Like, I'm thinking about doing the Fire Stick because I want one. And then also I want to try this out. Like I said, I, I kind of experienced PlayStation View the other day. Anyone can do a trial if you have a PlayStation device. Um, but DirecTV now is the real deal so far. Like It has basically everything you could possibly want besides CBS and Showtime. That's supposed to be coming eventually. Uh, something else it lacks, though, is a cloud DVR, which only PlayStation View has currently. Uh, but Dish's Sling is going to be offering in beta in the sometime near future, but only on Roku boxes, which is kind of weird. Uh, oh, and you also can't pause live content, which is kind of like one of the best things about having a DVR anyway. Yeah. That is kind of weird. It's a little weird. Like it just started, and it's it's not even like real yet. Like the upgrades will happen over time. It's, I mean, it's yeah. still it's a huge shift as far as killing cable. It's probably their which, goal now. I mean, Directv was well, never. Yeah, no, we've with. we've talked about it constantly. I mean, it's happening. It has to happen. It's it's so weird though because Directv now isn't considered like the next step of Directv. It's the appification of it. Like so, AT and T has AT and T Uverse. DirecTV and DirecTV Now. They have three different versions of the same thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it on their phones, on their internet, on their cable, or the satellite. Like, it's really weird. Uh, but the proof is in the pudding in terms of the Time Warner partnership. Uh, already, if you have DirecTV Now, if you want HBO or Cinemax, you can add them for only $5 a piece, which is crazy because they're typically 15 Like, matter of fact... HBO and Cinemax were also added to Amazon Prime channels this week, and they cost $15. Well, Which is basically the same as HBO now. Yeah, well, HBO's 15 Cinemax is 9 That's a fair price point. Um, so just to... For one of them. To but, put this... I mean, the other one is just... It's the, literally the same thing as HBO now. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, though. Like, no, that's fair. Like, Cinemax is even more fair, even though there's, like, nothing there. Uh, I guess. Maybe Skinemax. Is Skinemax on Amazon? That should be something I, I research. Um, but yeah, Amazon Prime channels. They got the servers for it. So. <laughs> Amazon Prime's channels has everything now. You can get Stars, Showtime, HBO, and Cinemax without having a contract. So if you want premium content, they got it. Plus the original shit. Plus they might be in sports like we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. if anyone can break into this idea, I think it's them more so than AT&T, PlayStation, and Dish Network. Like, they have a better setup because you're probably already an Amazon member. If you have their account, if you have Prime, you already have access to their content. And this is just to add it on. Like, I think that they're going to add a uh, like Amazon Prime Pro level. Like Instead of $100 a year, maybe it costs $200. And you mm-hmm. get all of the Prime channels, plus the sports, plus the this, plus like one-day shipping. Like They step it up another level, like it's Prime Plus or something. I think that's going to come in the next six months. I have a just a really strong feeling with over-the-top services coming out, with uh, people trying to kill cable or, like, cord cutters going big time. I don't see a reason for it not to happen. I just... I would get it. Mm-hmm. Like, not right now, but, like, in the next six months, by then I should be promoted at work. I should be making more money. I'm probably going to move out of my parents' house once again. Nice. You know, like... 
I'm not going to actually have satellite the way that I do now. I wouldn't want to do direct TV now, even though that's a great price point. 35 bucks a month is really great, but that's only for right now. And it is only really great if you actually have AT&T and I have T-Mobile. Um, so it's, it's super scary though. I read this thing on the verge, like this concept of free, like free streaming. It's actually called zero rated data. And I'm guilty of loving it on T-Mobile, but it's like with AT&T's vertical integration, it's really due for criticism. Like they, they go really deep into it because the way that they see it, and I I think I'm going to steal this is like at what point do internet service providers basically are they converting internet into basic cable? Like why don't they just offer the premium add-ons, you know? With AT&T, mm-hmm. if you have DirecTV now, it doesn't count against your data. You can stream it anywhere. You can already watch it. Like my brother, he has AT&T and DirecTV. The only way to get an unlimited AT&T bundle for data on your phone is if you are a DirecTV subscriber. So they're already trying to get you to buy into the vert- vertical integration to get this one thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave them like, oh, we'll take $10 off your phone bill if you join DirecTV now. And then why wouldn't you want to watch that? If you're not at home, you can watch it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. they're probably going to do it. Like, downloading... In the long run, yeah, you could see that going there. Yeah. Like, downloading Netflix is a stopgap for using data. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you can go on the plane and watch it without having to use your phone uh, service. Mm-hmm. Like, you're on Wi-Fi at home, download it, watch it on the train. But why can't it just be unlimited, period? Why do you need the DirecTV package? Why does, like, on T-Mobile, the way it works with the binge-on, you get free streaming, but they uh, it can't go above 480p. It's maxed out there. Um, so it's really weird. It's constrained. And this is going to affect net neutrality. It's going to affect the idea of, of, of just freedom. Because when you're at home, when you're on Wi-Fi, unless you have really shitty ISP, they don't throttle you for going over your data allotment versus on your phone, for the most part, either they charge you up the ass or you have ass low speed. Like an extra 15 bucks per gig or something. Yeah, something like that. Like On T-Mobile, and I think Sprint's the same way, I just get throttled. Like, literally, if I go over my two gigs, it goes down to 2G speeds. They're like, I hope you like dial-up because it does go that slow. It's that ridiculous. <laughs> but this is something to think about, especially with all the players out there. It it's not going to be like this forever. Like something, something has to change soon because everyone everywhere should have unlimited access to the internet. You shouldn't be able to put a huge paywall behind it like this and you still can't actually get unlimited in the first place. Like they have to... Uh, fuck the, the American Health, the Affordable Health Care Act. Where's the affordable internet phone, like phone bill plan? <laughs> What happened well, I mean, to those healthcare? Subs- I think is more important it, than it's, fucking. It's you pretty know, imparent, important, but it's only important when you're in need for. It's important for that I don't want to die. Yeah, but you know? what I'm yeah, saying is, like, but- unless an emergency happens, you don't need the healthcare. You need internet or your phone every minute of every day in today's world. Like, even as a student, you can't do it. I'm mm-hmm. talking about college. I'm talking about like middle school at this point, probably. Right now, like, you need access to email and stuff. Not like, even yeah, email. I'm just saying, like, given. Wikipedia. Like, there should be a thing that if you're on Wikipedia, it doesn't count against your data. Like, you should be able to research on Wikipedia for free, even if you don't have a data plan. Like, that is a resource. It's something that you should always have at this point. I'm not talking about access to Google directly, just mm-hmm. Wikipedia. And part of that should be t- your taxes go to keep that up. Because if you've used Wikipedia before, and if you're on there right now, 
you have to get this big message like if everyone paid three dollars right now we could stop the the donations mm-hmm. I've donated to them before I w- I'm probably going to do it again this year I can't imagine how many like at if I was this age 30 years ago I would probably have a full encyclopedia set and I still wouldn't be able to research half the stuff that I have on Wikipedia in even, like, one year's time. So, if you're listening right yeah. now, fuck the Patreon. Donate to the Wikipedia organization. <sighs> give them your money. Keep them active. Keep the, the best thing on the internet alive. Like, I use Wikipedia. I mean, it is essential. Like, I, it, we use it all the time. All the time. Like, I use Wikipedia I... 20 times more often than I use internet porn. Easily. Yeah. I don't have an app dedicated to porn on my phone. I have Wikipedia as an app. You know, I have IMDb also, even though that's fucking mm-hmm. horrible now since Amazon bought them. I hate I hate that app now. It's so shitty. There's ads everywhere. It's the worst thing. The website, too. The website's like fucking ads gum bags. Like, it's horrible. It's funny. That's why I'm the worst person to have this conversation with because, like, I I leave my phone at home actually now most of the time. Well, because you don't pay for data. Well, no, no, like that too. Like I can find Wi-Fi anywhere, so I'm fine. I don't really need data, but like, yeah, I, I, I've said it before. I disconnect myself like more and more and more. So I'm definitely the worst person to like introduce that point. But yeah, like there is definitely a reliance on tech just for, I mean, you know, especially if you're a college student, like, or just for business in general, like, yeah, I'm going to have to pay for data at some point when I do work that is far more essential that, just email is more important to my day-to-day activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, arguably, I, th- I, th- I should be more active on Twitter, but then, I, I-, I don't know. Like, at this point right now, like, it, it doesn't You can use Twitter like through really need it. text messages. Set it up. You can – the number is 40404. You can get Yeah, but then, certain... like, what do I – that's the thing. Do I want to get texted every time that someone tweets something? Yeah, you like can, I'm comfortable just going on Twitter every once in a while to see what You can what get to it set up on. that way, but what you can do is just if you want to tweet something, you text it to that number and it tweets it for you. And if anyone like retweets you or likes your tweet or anything like that or tweets at you, you get a text message. Mm-hmm. So when I first got like when I started Twitter in 2009, that's how I did, it. and I still use it to that that way to an extent. Yeah, but does it have the character limit on your text though? Like how you does just that know. account for that? You just know, like it's 140. So if you tweet enough, you have a good idea of how long a tweet can be. Um, mm-hmm. and if you're real anal, you can you know count them. But then again, I don't know. Yeah, see, for me and my lifestyle, though, like uh, technology wise, I don't think I necessarily need it. I mean, I've gotten by fine without certain things that I, I, I feel like I'm more appreciative of just having them rather than deeming them essential to my day to day life. But that's just me. Even so, still, Wikipedia should be free. Yeah, no, no, pretty essential. And like, you guys I, should I, I, charge still us use for a it. fucking laptop. Like I still go on my computer every day. I use that shit all the time. Can you imagine? If you had a pay to use Wikipedia, like literally, like there was a paywall behind it, it's like you've you've read five articles today. Either annual subscription Wikipedia. It's like either you need to uh, edit a wiki for the rest of the day's usage, or you have to buy the weekly pass. And that would fuck everything up. Not really, though. Edit a wiki just to use it. I mean, come on. There's no ads on Wikipedia. It's there, no one's paid to add content. It's all by the users. That's how a wiki works. Mm-hmm. And yet no one ever pays for it. No one ever donates. 
It's so rare. It's so rare for people on the internet to donate. Like, think about how many people out there that are protesting Trump. Use Wikipedia, and what percentage mm-hmm. of them have donated? It's probably a one percent. That's the true one percent. And they've probably like donated hundreds, maybe thousands. Yeah. 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 Like when I think when I donate, I donate like five bucks. Like this year, I'll probably donate ten. Like it, it doesn't matter how much you do. Like even it's just like our Patreon. Like even a dollar literally helps because if one in a hundred people donate and they only donate a dollar, just the American population alone is three million dollars, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. So, do your civic duty. Do something smart. <laughs> uh, jumping back to movies though, uh, you remember the screening room earlier this year? It was like March. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Parker trying to make that startup to begin, uh, was it, home theater viewing of was movies? This back in March? I, I want to say it was not that long ago. What, we was it? I mean, this. I could you could check the website if you want. It was quite some time ago. I want to say it was like March or April. It was the beginning of the year. Um, time goes by fast, though. Yeah, but that started lots of conversations in Hollywood, not just between us, but in terms of the big players. So much so, Universal and Warner Brothers are reportedly in talks with theater chains about shortening the exhibition window. It's currently like eh, like three, four months. They're looking to make it one month. So the plan here is kind of similar to how the screening room would have worked. Uh, basically, the film comes out a month later. They offer it on a home video for as high as $50 a watch or to uh, buy flat out. And the exhibitors are going to get a cut. So Regal, I mean Edwards, AMC, well, those are really the only two players in town outside of Pacific Theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to get a percentage. Who knows how that's going to work. But this is going to differ from the screening room because the way that was, it was like a single box and that was the only way to buy it. This is going to be to all streaming video on demand. So iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Netflix maybe even, all of them are going to have the video and that way you can watch it. Like You're like, eh, I don't want to see that one in theaters. I'll stay at home. And then you do like a pay-per-view, and you invite like six, seven people over. They all pay $5, and then it's like, oh, it's 50 bucks. That's not so bad. But I'm curious, though. What theater chains are they talking to? Is that reported at all? No. The, 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 what's reported is Universal and Warner Brothers are talking to them. And I would guess maybe it's just NATO as a them. Um, but they could do like a singular. If they got AMC on board, that's all they would need. Because they're now mm-hmm. the biggest theater chain on the planet. They own almost everything. Mm-hmm. So if they got them, that's all they need, really. And I'm sure everyone else would follow suit because you don't want to be the odd man out. But this should be a thing. Uh, you took a, classes with Gary Prabola, right? Yeah. He had this thing, and I loved it when he said it to me like four years ago, five years ago now, where he said, we should be at a point when you go to the movie and you loved it, you can buy the DVD right there next to the popcorn. Yeah, he talked about that. It should be a thing. It should have always been a thing. As soon as digital video was active, why not? Why do you put a a time gap? If you love the movie, you want the poster, you want the t-shirt, you want the hat. Why can't you buy it right then? Why, Especially if you've already paid the money. They already got their their top dollar. Like They kind of have it now. Like You can get the super ticket for certain things where you buy this movie uh, Mm -hmm. opening weekend and then you get a digital copy of the prequel. Or, At the very least, gives you like a discount uh-huh. for seeing it in the theater or something, something when it like comes that. out. Something like yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed we were talking about earlier, the VR. If you buy the Ezio collection for PS4 or Xbox One, you get a free ticket for the Assassin's Creed movie. Like There are versions of this when you buy the DVD and stuff like that. I will say, like though, on general principle, like, 
buying the DVD on the spot, I don't necessarily agree with that because then that just makes the theatrical experience kind of pointless. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, sort of, but not really. It's more having, so... Having a way, like, maybe some discount or some to get it, yes. But, like, to get it on the spot, then it just kind of negates the whole thing. No, really. I'm not... I'm saying, like, so. you got yeah, out of the, the movie, kind of like when you're at Disneyland and you're done and you look at the picture of your uh, that was taken on the ride, and you can buy it if you want. It's going to be the same thing. It's like, you had a good time, you want to remember how good your time was? Buy it right now. That has to be a thing. Like, if this happens, if... It seems very, very different, because you're talking about a memory, where it's like, it's just, hey, let rebuy some you love, which you can after a while. The theatrical experience um, is a memory, though. Yeah, so keep your ticket stub, or get a letterbox account. That's what those are for. Or buy the movie. You know, like, I... They have it already, where on iTunes or PlayStation or Xbox, you can buy the movie. You can pre-order it. You just mm -hmm. got out of your movie... Oh, I want to get that when I get home. You pre-order it, and then it downloads as soon as it's available. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to let you download it the same day. Maybe they could limit this functionality to people that have already bought it. Like, say they went to the theater. There's a way to validate that through the AMC app or whatever. But why not? Like, it's a souvenir. It's no more crazy than you... You know, paying fifty dollars to rent it a month after it came out—I like, think that's more ass. Well, that one's really insane. I it's think. Like, it's I crazy. Do that it, and it only would be worth it if you had a bunch of people over. But honestly, how many people are going to have that? I mean, very few people have the host movie nights anymore. Most people just watch stuff at home alone. It's a weird option. Like the only reason it exists is because they're trying to come up with a way to get back into the home video market. Because with mm -hmm. the advent of Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all the other streaming services, no one really buys movies anymore, especially not physical media. So they're out there printing these. Except for me. Maybe, but not Buying even. Buying Green Room and Sing Street, even though they're up there on Amazon and Netflix. But the point is, it's like making the DVDs and the Blu-rays and the HD Blu-ray or the, uh -huh. the ultra high-def Blu-rays. That costs money to print. It costs money to ship those. And then they don't get all the money back because the retailer has to get a percentage. And so if they do something like this, which is a digital first means, they're going to get a lot of money. That's why it's 50. Like, if it's 50, you know, iTunes is probably going to take, like, 40% or wherever they get. And they're still getting way more money than they should. Mm -hmm. yeah. The theater's not stealing it. No one's stealing it. They're going to get most of that money back. And so they're just trying to keep their studios afloat, which is crazy because this is Universal and Warner Brothers. They're in the top three every year with Disney. <laughs> so I don't really understand the point, but who knows? Maybe later this year you'll hear more about it. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of plausibility. I mean, f I, I don't know, like, what it's like right now just going to a regular theater because I really don't do that anymore, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, j just as far as, like, how everything's marketed because I, I, I'm in a very niche area, as you uh, love to point out from time to time. So... I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, the box office numbers are there, but I just don't know if people are really enjoying going out to the theater that much anymore to begin with. So, yeah, I, I totally, I see this going that way. I mean, I haven't been to a real theater, like a, a true theater experience since I saw The Nice Guys. Like, every time I go now, I go to the Cinemark by my house with the reclining seats, and part of that deal mm -hmm. with the stadium seating is that they took out, like, 30 or 40% of the seats that used to be in those auditoriums. So... 
There's so many places like that. It's where they're weird just putting down like lounges yeah. now, and like you can get alcohol, and it's like that just seems like that's almost every theater now. Well, you can't get alcohol at this one, but it's weird. Even in a packed like, house, I can't remember even when was for the last midnight. time I went to a theater that doesn't have alcohol. Well, you're in Texas. No, no I, I mean, like, even when I left California, they started serving alcohol almost everywhere. I've been to one or two with them, but I haven't. Most of the theaters I go to, I haven't seen it. And I, I'm also the kind of person that wouldn't do it because when I drink, I drink for cheap reasons. I want to, I don't want to spend a lot of money unless it's like yeah, the plastic a really cup good thing beer. at like Regal's stupid. Yeah, I'm not like spending seven dollars on one beer. Fuck I'd rather that. get a pint brought to me for yeah. like a legit price, like, which is what I get at the PlayStation Experience yesterday. They had small cups of good beer for eight bucks, and I went no. I'll pass. I was like, no, I can get good beer for four fifty, and it's an actual pint that's brought to me. Yeah, see that that's that, okay. Yeah. This is this is a whole. It's called a draft house, though. So you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's not everyone else. Yeah, not everyone else, especially not China. You know, we like to talk about how Wanda keeps on moving and building its legacy in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this time around, they're literally doing that and building up in Beverly Hills. They just had their $1.2 billion development approved. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hotel and condo combo that's going to break ground sometime next year. And it's going to stand across from the Beverly Hilton. It should be up by 2020. Uh, the city, most notably the Hilton, is trying to fight this. But Wanda's going to have a literal foothold in Hollywood by that point. They already own Legendary and Dick Clark Productions and AMC. They're going to be buying more. They want to buy a major studio. They have Legendary. By this, this is literally point, a countdown to I wouldn't be too crazy Wanda to believe that this is going to be like oh, the shit. place to live in Beverly Hills. Like they already uh, own the city. Okay. Why wouldn't Get you want to live there? Like, imagine it's called Paramount Pictures Lofts or something. Mm-hmm. The Legendary Luxury, like... By this point, when it's built, their studio in China is going to be open. Those mm-hmm. resorts are going to be open. They could possibly like make their own theme park here at that point if their if their brain like their grand scheme goes. Across. Sorry, in Hollywood? Not not in Hollywood, but in America okay. somewhere. Because your call did drop for a bit there, so I'm still catching up. No, like when we started this show, Wanda wasn't really a thing yet. Like, I'd heard the name. At least, uh, but we didn't really, we yeah. weren't aware of what they were. Well, they weren't, like, they owned AMC. They mm-hmm. owned one thing. They weren't really anything. I'm sure we talked about it, because when we started this show, I still worked for AMC Theaters. So every once in a while, it probably came up like, oh yeah, AMC is owned by China. But, I- I've said it, and I'll say it again, and I'll always say it. Every week, Wang Jialin's company does something kind of big. And I, I'm sure there's enough going on with just them that there might even be podcasts just about what they do. Because <laughs> that's kind of half this show. Like, If you just took the talking points about Wanda from all of the two cents we've done, it would probably be like 20 hours. More than one entire episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it'd, it'd be like 20 hours, I think. Look, the, the head of Wanda works every single day of the year. Yeah. Like every single day. Like, you, you know, they're always going to be doing something. Just crazy. It, it's hard to... Yeah. It's it's like, the more they move into Hollywood, 
the more Hollywood tries to move other places. And proof of this is Rotten Tomatoes. You know, earlier this year they bought, um, well, Comcast bought Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. But they also own Fandango. And Fandango just acquired its second Latin American e-ticket site. So they're, like I said, China's moving here, and now they're moving otherwhere. Like, I think mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to preempt the box office boom in other development countries. Mm-hmm. Like, with Brazil and Chile and Mexico, like, yeah. America's all, always had a big spot there. We gave them the cameras so they could make film during World War II. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just trying to reclaim that property because, <laughs> like, seriously, why would you do this? You're already having this other big country coming into us. Why would you want to go to other countries? Like, the only reason is greed. Like, they have to be thinking, oh, we can, uh, we can, they expand. need some options. They need some to go after, and that's the only target. I mean, because Asia's out, um, Africa's unlikely. Um, I'm guessing, right? I don't know. I, I all I know yeah. is that I'm tired of the acquisitions. I'm tired. <laughs> Stop reading about of them. Big but businesses yeah, no, becoming happening. bigger. Like the company I I work for is part of like nine companies. You know, like it, conglomerates is where it is. The, the mm-hmm. small neighborhood store doesn't exist anymore. The small independent cinema doesn't exist anymore. It has to be a chain, and then it has to become a, a national chain, and then an international chain, and then it, it becomes you know, fucking Wyland Utani, and you own planet. Sorry for the reality that you live in, but uh, you but yes, you no, live like in the it. same reality. You you work for the same thing. You know, like partly, yeah. But I also know where all the competitors are that people uh, want to support. That my dad owns his own business. Uh-huh. His aunt owns her own business. I've a lot of people in my family have gone that route. The blue collar. This is me. You're interacting with uh-huh. me. I am my business. Yeah. And so, for me to be from that cloth and to be working for the corporation, <laughs> every time I go into work, I know that I'm not valued. My sales aren't even valued. It's a bit of a betrayal, yeah. It's not that I feel that way. It's more so when I walk into work and I clock in, everything about me as an individual is being put to the limit. You're just a prop and you can be replaced at any yeah. time. And like I, they, they don't give a shit about I've you. I've been realizing yeah. that throughout this year. Like, it is fiscal reporting. It is stock Believe options. Me, I feel the same way, yeah. Like, it's the stupidest, craziest thing. Like... You know, Donald Trump, he won because he made people believe we are fucked up and China is taking our jobs and the world is going to shit and we have to stop that. We have to make America great again. And nowhere at all in his platform did he ever say how he's going to make America great again. But he made that notion become something that people clamored for. Like, that's why, I mean, there's a lot of people in middle America that are hurting. You think that there's too many corporate shit around us now. But, yeah, there's people that, like, can't work in Ohio right now. Well. Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean drinking water. Oh, yeah. Fuck you know, it. like... It, the, 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 it's insane. These are all very vague promises, but you totally see why it, it is, why that happened. It's like Obama won uh. because he ran with the idea of change. He's going to change mm-hmm. things. Trump won for the same reasons. He just made... Yeah, he promised... Yeah, he promised a bigger change. Mm-hmm. He's going to make us great again. 
and he's not going to be the guy. Well, I don't know. Like that's, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. No one knows what's going to happen. I'm interested man. because it's... if he was serious about stopping the Time Warner merger with AT and T, if that was a real thing, if he wasn't just trying to get good uh, marketing buzz, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, maybe he mm-hmm. would also dis like disallow the whenever Wanda tries to buy a studio. Mm-hmm. He said he's done working at his company now. Or when he enters office, he's going to stop working for his company. Um, but yeah, I... It's tough to know what to believe anymore, though, when it comes to speculating all that we're stuff, just, honestly. We're, but... we're moving closer to the Wally world. Like, it's... It's sad to think about. Yeah. Like, by and large, is a possibility. Oh no! It I I don't I mean if anything, like almost every single post or I don't know Utopian Society and some sci-fi movie or hell even Running Man like, uh-huh. you know that, what's fucked up is that that movie is set during 2017 when you know just we live in a militarized police state, uh you know there's censorship everywhere the rich are rich the poor are poor. Too many things are eerily close. I mean it's it really is like hey we've. Uh, you know, you can point at all science fiction. It seems like we are heading that way inevitably. It's sad. I mean, I, I say this after starting the show, talking about going to the PlayStation experience. An expo thrown by PlayStation for gamers, uh-huh. which is owned by Sony, which is yeah. a digital company that not only makes consumer electronics such as TVs and video game systems, but also cameras and camcorders. Uh, and re- and microphones and audio equipment, they make it all. And not only do they do that, they make the content between their music production facilities and the audio software that they make and the computers, but then also you know the movie studios they have and the digital goods and their marketplace. Like they are the epitome of vertical integration. And yet I fanboy them for them like no none other. And with that being... No, everyone's got their brands that they yeah. kind of love. Like, most people do. They're loyalists in that yeah. sense. But, like, I I do it to a, a pretty extreme extent. Like, and not so much Sony Pictures. You're not that Star Wars fan that's no. going to lose their shit when someone says no. No, like, like, uh, like I said, I... You, you will say no to your handful of PlayStation Like, things, I... You know? Like I said, I... I'm not blind, you know, like, I'm not like, ooh, it's a Sony mm-hmm. Pictures movie, I'm gonna love it. Oh, this is on Sony Records, I need to buy it. And a lot of people are like that with Rogue One, where it's like, oh, it's Star Wars, it's great. Well, same people Fuck are, you. the same exact people are like, oh, it's Disney, it's gonna be great. So, th- that's yeah. why Disney bought Star Wars, because they knew what they were getting into. They were buying the fans that they wanted, in the same way that they knew when they bought Marvel, they were getting the fans that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are seriously whoring this shit out. Oh, yeah. Where it's Indiana like, Jones yeah. is gonna be bad. Like it, that that's when it's going to come full circle. Like that's like cuz they need another thing. Like I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Avatar was like uprooted from Fox and landed at Disney. Just like Star Wars. Cuz they need that. They need that fuel to keep their fandom alive. They need something to make mm-hmm. people come back to the park. Um yeah. but talking about Sony, this is the final movie news on the show. Uh, they just this is fucking weird. They just cast Speaking of more brands. Yeah, they cast Amy Schumer as their live action Barbie. 
how? I don't know. It's weird, and I like it. I like it, too, but not really, yeah. because Barbie is meant for little girls, and Amy Schumer is a shock comedian. Oh, yeah, this guy. You ever... That's why I like it. You ever got your, your chest really sticky because you're eating in bed? Or, like, shit like that? Like, oh, no, that was actually the jizz that fell out of my mouth last night. Like, <laughs> that that person is going to be uh, being Barbie. Um, it's said yeah. to be... In a way to kind of like battle the image Mattel's doll has had over the years by offering like a good morality story for the whole family, whatever, whatever. Like they're targeting like Splash and Big and Enchanted as examples of the tone that they're striving for. And I get it. You know, like Amy Schumer, she's attractive, but she's not exactly what you think yeah. of when you like picture like, oh, hot girl. Like she's bigger yeah. than most. Like her face is whatever. She's like, she's a little bit of a butterface. But she's still attractive, and I guess that's how it works as a Barbie. And so I can picture it now, like they're going to use Barbie uh, World, like the song to open the movie. Ah, ah, yeah. And then it's going to it's gonna be like some kind of musical montage. Like, oh, but I'm not happy here. It's going to be just like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it's like, I don't like this. Let me find my, my own world type of thing. Um, I just hope it doesn't flop really bad. Like Sony can't afford. Like I don't want Sony... To sell their movie studio to Wanda. I don't want to see that happen. That's going to be so sad. Man, I, I don't know. You said no. Like, that. well... Not in terms of being a, a fan. Selling Col- so, the Columbia. Yeah, yeah like, I maybe. just... I, I don't, don't want to see that. Because they might have had a good amount of flops over the years. But they made the Spider-Man movies, guys. Yeah. They made two good Spider-Man movies. They made the Jump Street movies. Men in Black, like they they've made some really good franchises that people love. It's just then, yeah, they also have shit like uh, they made Switch or not Switch, they made Hitch. Uh, there's a good amount of shit that they've also done that they shouldn't be proud of. So it, it's both ways. You there? Uh, this is Tekken VR. We teased it at the beginning. I don't know if you're what still the fuck talking. Is going on, this then? thing keeps cutting out. Hello? I'm so tired, I'm gonna edit this episode. Oh, man. What is going on? Hello? This is why... Hello. Yeah, this this is exactly why successful podcasters do it in person, because <laughs> you uh, never run into this issue. Uh, so I'm just well, gonna that's bound to happen when you live in different places. I'm gonna edit around that one, not the first one, maybe, right. but definitely that one. Did you track down the time? No, I don't. I'll know. It's it's like one twenty roughly. Um, I'll I'll make a note right here. It's like one twenty. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. Uh, 120, 121 on my thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, yeah, this is the tech and VR section. We kind of tease this throughout the show, especially at the top. Uh, the big VR news this week isn't something that I necessarily care for, but it's a great, just kind of like a litmus, not litmus test, but it's going to pave the way for the rest of virtual reality. Ubisoft has joined CCP in making their VR games cross-platform. So what that means is their upcoming game, um, or not upcoming, but Eagle Flight, is going to be just like E-Valkyrie in that VR multiplayer is going to be across the board. People on PSVR, people on Oculus, people on HTC Vive can play together. 
is oh, it doesn't matter. This is going to be on their Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew game. Um, also, uh, Werewolf Within, which seems like one of the things that I might buy, except I don't know if I'm that lonely. Um, but they're not alone. Microsoft has started doing the same with Gears of War competitive play this weekend between Xbox One and Windows 10 PCs. So as the Internet becomes more ubiquitous and more people have different variances in what they have, it's become a, a norm recently, or it's going to become a norm that it doesn't matter where you play, you can play together. And virtual reality is the first step in that, uh, which is, like like I said, it's not exactly exciting because it's already been done. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I hope it, it becomes more widespread. Because, you know, you got exclusives. Sony owns certain games because they're a game publishing studio. Oculus is the same way. HEC, obviously, because they have different tech. But for certain things, especially like a seat experience, like, say, like racing or driving or whatever... Yeah, it makes mm. sense, and, yeah. and so that's what Eagle Flight is. You're a Eagle, and you're having three-on-three three, like flights uh, against each other, and you're trying. I think it's like a relay race a little bit with like goals. Like it's kind of hard. It's hard to explain like any virtual reality experience or game. Um, Still got to have one. So, well, fucking movie theater tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but or today I will see. Well, this is cool. It's gonna help Ubisoft, uh, you know, get more market share. Which is nice, and then, like they're like TechCrunch had like reports, so I'm not, I wasn't thinking about even bringing them up, but like there's possibly real VR headset numbers out there, and Sony is uh, ahead of both Oculus and HTC, but it doesn't fucking matter, especially with a news point like this. It's like you don't want to win, you just want to be part of the race because if you have good competition, that means more people buy it. It's like with without the Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo wouldn't have sold so well. Without PlayStation Three, the Xbox One, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty wouldn't have been the the top seller. Like you, you need your rival. So I, right. I hope that doesn't change soon. Um, and the rest of the show is VR or not VR? It's four K. Uh, <laughs> so one week after YouTube getting four K HDR content, they have now allowed four K live streaming, which is awesome, even for three hundred and sixty degree content at sixty frames per second. So they kick this off at the Video Game Awards. That means anyone out there that has a 4K camera can watch, or not watch, but they can record themselves for the internet at large. Really cool, and they're not alone there. Hulu also offers 4K streaming now for people on uh, PS4 Pro and Xbox One Slim. Just like Netflix at the top show, it's limited to original programming. And also, you might be happy about this, Steve, if you know on the Blu-rays, 20 James Bond flicks. So a lot of 4K stuff out there. It is the time to be alive if you care about those extra pixels. Uh, but that is the show. We are tired. It is late. Where can they reach and you Skype again? And Skype is failing us oh, horribly yeah. right Killed now. Killed us like yeah. five minutes out of us. Where can they reach you, Steve? Uh, S underscore MTX on Twitter and Steve at dollarreviews.net. Yeah, and you guys can get me on Twitter at Brian Gillis once again. Uh, and we're all over the place. Like I said, dollarreviews.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr, Dollar Reviews. Also, Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, SoundCloud, and even Podcast. So if you want to find our content, that's a way to do it. Easiest way, Google us. Debt to Cinema. Have a good week. See you next week on a better Skype call. Skype call. One can hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired.